Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary. Today, I'm going to be talking about a lot of stuff. I plan to actually release this episode either yesterday or Monday, but I just recently started school um, in college, uh, so my jun- I'm, I'm a junior, um, and the school year just got started. Things have been a little bit crazy. My schedule is packed right now, so I haven't had a whole lot of time to do a podcast, but we're doing it today. Got a lot to talk about. I planned on this being a shorter episode, but a lot has happened in sports over the last two days. And I want to talk about it. So I'm going to be talking about the whole Bishop Sycamore situation that's been popping off on social media. You know what I'm talking about. I know you do. I'm going to be talking about Cam Newton getting cut by the New England Patriots. And then I'm going to be just basically recapping what happened in week zero of college football. I know it's technically week one, but... We call it week zero because, like, week one is technically this week. This is, like, the the pre-start to the college football season. So I want to talk about all the games that happened this past weekend. Let's go ahead and get started by talking about this whole Bishop Sycamore situation. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, this weekend, ESPN had this event where some, where some high school football teams played. ESPN hosted it. They, they showed the games on ESPN, and it's cool, they do this like every single year, my high school, Cornersville High School, we were on there a couple of years ago when we had Trevor Lawrence as our starting quarterback, it's cool, IMG, IMG Academy, they played a school called Bishop Sycamore, they beat them, I believe, 58 to nothing, well, on, I think it was Monday, on Monday, or in, during the game, the announcers were talking, uh, were talking about it, but on Monday, it became popular on social media, or it started, there was this rumor going around on social media that Bishop Sycamore, I, I think it's Bishop Sycamore Academy or something like that, well, Bishop Sycamore is not a real high school, apparently. That was like the first thing that came out. There was not a lot of information about Bishop Sycamore online, you couldn't really find out much about their roster, Now you might be wondering... How were they able to play IMG Academy on ESPN? Well, they lied to ESPN saying that they had like multiple Division One football recruits on their team. That wasn't true. Um, ESPN couldn't verify that, yet they still decided to allow them to play IMG Academy. And to make things worse, Bishop Sycamore played a game on Friday right before playing IMG Academy two days later. That's a major issue. So, obviously, this whole situation is crazy. It's crazy that ESPN kind of got, like, scammed into allowing this fake high school to play on national television. But what's really awful about this whole situation is that all the kids that were playing for Bishop Sycamore, like, those guys were being put in danger uh, due to this whole situation, due to all the adults that were leading this Bishop Sycamore pro- like program. I mean, I don't know if you can even call it a program well, the, with all the crap they got going on over there. It's a joke over there. Um, but let's talk about Bishop Sycamore. It's supposedly a online-only school, but they actually don't go to school. There have been former players coming out and talking about it, giving interviews. So it's not really a, it's not a real school. Uh, the kids that are a part of it uh, don't go to school. Uh, and, uh, 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 allegedly, the players are not even kids. They're not even high school age. A lot of them, allegedly, I'm saying allegedly, a lot of them are allegedly... Juco dropouts 
who are playing and who are just trying to play football and uh, somehow they're able to play other high schoolers. And this year, they're playing a national schedule. Once again, I don't know how, but they're playing a national schedule that's ranked fourth in the country in terms of like degree of difficulty. That's insane. Um, all they do is is play football, really. Uh, their head coach has a warrant out for his arrest for fraud because they've been living in a hotel. They haven't been paying, or I think they have been paying, but they've been paying with, like, bounced checks. So, you know, they're not actually paying for it. it the whole situation is insane. Um, this is one of the wildest stories I've ever heard. Bishop Sycamore is not a school. It doesn't exist. And the people running it are just exploiting these kids or these, like, alleged kids uh, for money, I guess. I don't know. It, it's, the whole situation is just insane. Now, I will say, this is what ESPN has put out. ESPN is not taking any blame for the situation whatsoever. They're like, we are not going to be responsible for this. So they're saying that they use some company to set all these games up. So, like, when they have these events every single year, they use some company. I don't know what their name is. Uh, but then this uh, separate company, they reach out to schools. They set up the games. And ESPN, I, I guess, just, like, airs it on TV. They're the ones. They just, they see the schedule. They get the teams there, and they, they broadcast the games. I guess that's their role in this. While this other company, they're the ones that actually set up the games. They're, they're the ones that, you know, set up this IMG Bishop Sycamore matchup in the first place. So it, it's just a whole messy situation. There's a lot, a lot more that I didn't talk about. about uh, there's a lot more information about Bishop Sycamore that I didn't talk about today. So you can look, uh, look that up. There's a bunch of articles on Twitter. You can find out uh, this stuff. On, it's all online. It's all public information. Um, if you want to go find, if you want to find this out for yourself, go look it up. And this whole situation was just insane. I wanted to talk about it. It's crazy, but uh, one the big takeaway, or the biggest thing I want you to take away from this is that it's really sad uh, what these coaches are doing to these to these kids. Like if they are actually uh, high school age kids, like if they're not adults, um, it's really sad what they're doing because they're really exploiting these kids. Um, and, and this is unhealthy. Like, if they are really playing two games in one weekend, that is extremely sad and unhealthy, and I, and I just feel terrible for the kids. And these coaches uh, should be held accountable. I know their head coach was fired, um, I think, yesterday. I don't know who he was fired by. Like, I'm fired by who? I don't know. The, like I said, the whole situation is just, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. It's, I mean, it, it's unbelievable. It's insane. Um... Uh, but yeah, so that's the Bishop Sycamore situation. Now let's move on and talk about Cam Newton getting cut by the New England Patriots. That happened yesterday. I was shocked by this. I was, I was, I couldn't believe that it happened. So I got the notification. I was like, wow, they really cut Cam Newton. Now, I wasn't going to be surprised if the Patriots named Matt Jones their starting quarterback. Um, I felt like that was reasonable. If they did that, I'd have been like, okay, cool. Like, I, this isn't that big of a surprise. Like, he's been playing well in the preseason. Um, sure. Like, Cam Newton, like, he's a solid quarterback, but he's not great. He's, like, average at, at best. Like, at best, he's an average quarterback. Um, so, like, if Matt Jones wants to start a job, I wouldn't be surprised. Now, Cam Newton getting cut was a surprise. Because he's still, like, although he's not a great quarterback... 
He's still solid. Like, he is still a viable quarterback. Like, if he's your starter, like, you can survive with that. That's not, like, the worst possible situation you could be in. Um, so, I was a bit surprised that they cut him. But I think it has, a, a lot of it has to do with some off-the-field issues, like his vaccination status. Maybe some things to deal with the locker room. But I think one of the biggest reasons why he got cut was because he's unvaccinated. Um, that's public knowledge. And I think the Patriots want a backup quarterback who's going to be available every single week. Or, or at least someone they can count they can count on to be available every single week of the season. Cam Newton, you, that one just wasn't something that you could count on um, due to him being unvaccinated. So the Patriots cut him. I think that's fine. Sure. Cool. Um, now, what does this mean for Matt Jones and, and all that? And it's great. Like, I think Matt Jones could potentially win Rookie of the Year this year. Um, he's been very good in the preseason. Um, he's got all the traits for him to be successful right away. Um, I think he's going to be good, really good this year. I think the Patriots could be good. Now, I, a lot of people, like Dan Orlovsky said that the Patriots are one of the better teams in the AFC. That they're up there with, like, the Bills, Chiefs, and Browns. I don't think they're that good. I think they're going to be good because they made a lot of improvements in the offseason and free agency in the draft. They did a lot of good things. They're going to be a good team. I just don't think they're going to be an elite team. Um, but I like this move for the Patriots. I'm excited to watch Mac Jones. And if you have picked Damian Harris in fantasy, you should be excited because now he is going to get a lot of carries with Mac Jones as his starting quarterback. Because if Cam was the starter, Cam was going to take some of his goal line carries away, and that was going to drop. That was going to drag his fantasy value down a bit. So if you have Damian Harris on your fantasy football team, you should be very excited about this news. Now let's move on and talk about week zero of the college football season. College football is upon us. Week one it starts next or starts sorry starts tomorrow on Thursday night. We got a bunch of games. I think it actually technically starts tonight. On I'm, I'm recording this Wednesday. I don't know when you'll see this if you're watching on YouTube. Um, if you're just listening to it, you should hear it tonight Wednesday night. Um, there is like one game tonight. UAB is playing. Uh, Ohio State is playing tomorrow night on Thursday. Let's go ahead and talk about, I want to focus on two games specifically. The first being Nebraska-Illinois. So, Illinois beat Nebraska this weekend, 30-22. to um, Illinois wasn't dominant in this game. Uh, they scored 11 of their points on a botched punt safety and a fumble return for a touchdown um, on a fumble from Adrian Martinez. Uh, they also almost blew a 30-9 lead, but but Nebraska just didn't have enough time to pull off the comeback. Uh, Adrian Martinez was really bad in this game. He really struggled as a passer. His arm strength was really poor in this in this game. I haven't watched a, a bunch of Nebraska games over the past couple of years, so this was like my first uh, good look at, at uh, Adrian Martinez since Scott Frost um, got that job a few years back, and man, Martinez was bad. Like, his arm strength was very poor. Um, this is like, his arm strength, like, I don't think I've ever seen um, a quarterback with a weaker arm than Adrian Martinez. Like, his arm is extremely weak, or it was on Saturday at least. I mean, it, it, the arm strength was simply not good. Um, he also struggled to execute basic passes that really any collegiate quarterback should be able to make. 
Um, and, and this, like, all his struggles um, traveled over to the stat sheet. Like, his stats were not good. He attempted 32 passes. Only completed 50% of those passes. Uh, he had 232 passing yards. He averaged 7.3 yards per attempt. Had one passing touchdown and a passer rating of 121.2. That's not good. Um, he was pretty productive as a rusher, though. He had 17 carries for 111 yards. Six and a half yards per carry. One rushing touchdown. One fumble, though. Um, but he, and he had a long, like his longest rush on the day was 75 yards. Nevertheless, he had a QBR of 52.2, which is really, really bad. Uh, so that just that just shows you how bad he was as a passer. That although he was good as a rusher, or, or although he was productive as a rusher, his passing was so bad uh, that his QBR was below 60. Like this is that number is really, really bad. Um, a few guys played well for Nebraska though, including. Uh, Oliver Martin, Garrett Nelson, and um, I don't want to mess his name up, so I apologize if I mispronounce this. Feldarius Payne, I believe I said that properly. Uh, I want to look at their numbers. Oliver Martin had six catches for 103 yards and one touchdown, averaged 17, 17.2 yards per reception. He played really well. I think he might end up having a really big year. Um, might, might end up having a breakout year because prior to this, his single, his single season high in, in, in receiving yards, like for a single season, uh, was 125. And in the first game of the season, he already has 103 receiving yards. So, um, he's probably going to smash, um, his single season, uh, receiving yards record. Um, and then who else did I say played well? Uh, Garrett Nelson, uh, he was a defender. He had 0.5 sacks. Uh, six total tackles, two and a half tackles for a loss. That's awesome. Um, and then Philadarius Payne had five total tackles, uh, two sacks, two tackles for loss. He was really, really good in this game. Um, both those guys were defensively for them. Uh, although Illinois wasn't dominant, they got some really good performances from uh, Arter Sitkowski, their quarterback. He played pretty well. He um, Let's look at his numbers. So he... He attempted 15 passes, not a lot. Uh, he had 124 passing yards, 8.3 yards per attempt, two touchdowns with a QBR of 95.3. That's really good. Uh, not a lot of volume there, but just really good efficiency. Uh, and then they also we, they also had some good performances from Mike Epstein and Reginald of the third. Uh, really unfortunate last name for Mike Epstein. Um, and those two running backs played really well. They combined for 28 carries, 100 and let me do the math here. Um, 120 yards um, and a touchdown. Those guys were really really good. Uh, those they split carries. Uh, for Illinois, uh, and, the, and their entire front seven played well. Like, Illinois' defense, let's look at their numbers. They had five sacks, six tackles for loss, and four quarterback curries. That's a really good production from their front seven. Um, just a really good game from Illinois. Like I said, they weren't dominant. They got a bit lucky uh, with their scoring, uh, but they played well. And I don't know how long Scott Frost is going to last at Nebraska because he, like, they looked really, really bad in this game. So he might end up getting fired after this season. 
Who knows, but rough game for them. Shout out to Illinois for getting a victory. Now let's move on uh, to the UCLA-Hawaii game. UCLA beat Hawaii 44-10. The Bruins were incredible. Uh, they beat, uh, they besting, sorry, they were incredible. Besting the Rainbow Warriors in first downs, total yards, rushing yards, rushing yards per attempt, and total turnovers. Um, they, their defense was really good, uh, and so was their run game. Uh, both were too much, too much for Hawaii to handle, and, and allowed the Bruins to win their first game of the season. Now, the reason I'm talking about this game at all is because of UCLA's running back, Zach Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet was amazing. If you don't know who Charbonnet is, um, I think prior to the season, he was at Michigan, transferred to UCLA, um, and he was awesome on Saturday, rushing for 106 yards and three touchdowns on just six carries. The dude was amazing. His quickness, change of direction, and contact balance were on full display against Hawaii, um, and, and he also averaged 17.7 yards per carry. That's incredible production. The film was really good, really impressive. Um, he's a guy I'm going to keep my eye on in terms of the NFL draft. Like, what I saw on film from that game, um, I saw a guy who could make it in the NFL. Like, his, his patience, the quickness, um, his ability to break tackles, like, it was all there, really impressive. Like, if he tests well at the combine, he's easily going to get drafted. If he can continue to play like he did on Saturday, he was excellent against Hawaii. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he was meh in this game. Completed just 50% of his 20 attempts for 131 or 30 yards and one touchdown. He, he wasn't that special at all. Um, and he had a QBR of 41.8. That's really bad. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so that's all I have for today's episode. Shout out, oh, oh, sorry. Hold up. Let me run through the rest of the scores from this weekend uh, before I head out. Uh, but those are the two games I'm going to talk. I'm going to go in depth on. Uh, here are some other scores from this weekend. Uh, if ESPN will load. my This computer I have is so slow. So slow. Let's load. Come on. I'm, we're all rooting for you. Come on. Let's do it. Alright. It finally loaded. So. Uh, UConn. Uh, Fresno State beat UConn 45 to nothing. UTEP beat New, Me- New Mexico State 30 to 3. San Jose State beat Southern Utah 45 to 14. And that's all the games that were played this past weekend. Um, so that's all I have for week zero of college football. Uh, my next episode, my next podcast episode will, will be sometime next week talking about, um, the first big week, uh, of college football. There are a ton of games this weekend that I'm really excited about. Um, so I can't, I can't wait for, to watch those. Can't wait to talk about it. Uh, but that's all I have for today's episode. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed it. If you want to see more content from me, uh, you can go check out my website at thewiresports.com. You can also check out my YouTube channel, The Wire. I got a TikTok account, uh, v.wire.sports. Um, and if you want to talk to me on social media, my Instagram and Twitter handles are the Ryan McCrary. That's the R-Y-A-N. M-C-C-R-A-R-Y. Uh, you can talk to me over there. Uh, hit me up. Um, just If you want to talk to me about sports, I'm always talking about sports over there. So check that out. But anyway, I hope you all enjoyed that. And I will see you all next time. 
Peace.